from TheWriterLand.com, among other things. He's got a real job as well. Travis Cram. Travis, how you doing this morning? I'm still trying to figure out if that really happened last night or not. <laughs> you and a whole lot of other people, I think, right now. And, and, and as I said before you came on, it's Masters Week and Texas Tech is still playing basketball. It's the cool little things like that. It's the great little thing. It makes this next week even better, which Masters Week is pretty much my favorite week of the year, no matter what, next to March Madness beginning. So the fact that I get to keep celebrating both of those in the same week and we got baseball going on, I mean, I I thought the night Crabtree caught that ball was one of the funnest nights as a Red Raider, and I, that just last night just totally topped it. I think between that and winning winning a game for the first time in the College World Series, yeah, those are my top three moments right now for me. Yeah, and I, I think you know you'll, you'll never take away the, the the Crabtree moment is iconic. It always will be, but it existed in a little bit of a bubble. Yeah, it was part of a, a really good season, obviously, but the way it kind of flamed out, and it and it was it was a great stage, but it wasn't. It wasn't a BCS bowl game. It wasn't, you know, a, a playoff game. It didn't. It's not the impact of winning on the Final Four stage in what you saw last night. No, it's not even close. That and that was what I I came to remember. It it would have been like celebrating stomping Kansas earlier in the year. Yeah, is what the Crabtree game was like. But I mean, now I'm thinking back to when I was. I'm gonna make you feel old here. Yeah, don't do this anymore. When I when I was ten years old and sitting on the floor in my living room with my parents watching Cheryl Swoops. Yeah, and I mean that was for them. I remember them celebrating, going nuts, and because it was just such a big deal to see Texas Tech on the national stage like that. And I mean, we're talking about five years ago. Would you have told me that this was possible? That this would be the men's program on the verge of a national championship? I probably would have said baseball would have gotten there first. Yeah. Lord knows, Tadlock's had plenty of success. Don't get me wrong at all there. But, I mean, for what happened last night and the way that they've done it, I mean, just dominating every single team they play. You beat Michigan State by 10. You didn't just edge them out. You knocked them out. You knocked out Gonzaga. You stomped out Michigan before that. So You've, you've been the best team in the tournament. They have. And, and Over five that, games, you have been clearly the best team in this tournament. I, I turned and said that to my friend last night. I was like, can you think of another team that has been just this dominant in every single game during the NCAA tournament? And we were all like, no, we can't think of a single one. Because everyone else has kind of had that game where they really had to edge someone out. And Tech has been the clear-cut better team in each matchup by the end of the game. To put that into perspective, and Virginia's obviously a very good team, but to put it into perspective, at the end of regulation, Virginia – has been only four points better than number 12 seed Oregon, dead even with number three seed Purdue, and one point better than five seed Auburn. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that that puts into perspective a little bit. And I, I think you look at the teams that Texas Tech has beat in this tournament, they've beaten better teams than what Virginia's beaten. Oh, I agree. I mean, you know, everyone kind of knocked on them for that, for the West bracket in that region being a little bit weaker than if you had to go through a Michigan State and a Duke or Kentucky and a, a, a Auburn or one of those on the other side. But I thought, I mean, you had to play the number one offense in all of college basketball to get to this point, you know. And then you had to take on Michigan State, who just knocked out Duke. So, no, I think Tech has been the most tested team in this tournament, and I think they've come out of it looking like the best team in this tournament in every matchup they've had. And you've had different guys step up each time. I mean, we ca- I think we were all kind of waiting to see – when Culver was kind of light up a little bit more yeah. last night. But Matt Mooney was just unconscious. 
I've never seen a guy just absolutely take over on both ends of the floor outside of Culver. I mean, you usually see him do that. But, I mean, for what Matt Mooney did, for what Moretti did in the Elite Eight game, this team is playing so together, and it's so much fun to watch. And you see, you know, the guys coming off the bench hitting threes when they're so important. I thought Francis was huge last night down the stretch just on both ends of the floor. And so, and Tariq Owens having his, you know, uh, uh, Paul moment last night coming back in yeah. out of the locker room, you know, thinking his, you think his leg's broken or something, and comes right back in and starts blocking shots again. I mean, you know, they didn't celebrate much after the game, which I thought was really cool. And then to read the quote from Culver this morning about, we came here to play 80 minutes, not 40. They expected to win last night. Yeah, that's right? why they were there. They, they expected to win that game last night. Chris, you know, I thought my favorite photo that I've seen so far was when the team got to the stadium on Thursday or Wednesday. And there's a shot of Chris Beard smiling, just walking in the arena for the first time. And he's carrying two suit bags in his hand. Now, yep. that guy brought two suits for a reason. Absolutely. You, you, you pack for the five days or however many days you know that you're up there. We're visiting with Travis Cram. He does a lot with us at uh, theraderland.com. Uh, before that, though, uh, many different uh, lives uh, in and around Texas Tech sports. You, you covered it as a writer. You were there on the media relations staff. And for what is happening right now, I want you to maybe try to put into context what this means for an athletic department. You, you've been around when they've had some good times and lean times, everything in it. What's it like right now for that overall athletic department experience to have this go on? Uh, I mean, I, I really am happy to see, you know, my friends Blake Zimmerman and Logan Hawk are there. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of others from media relations, of course. I guarantee Robert and those guys are there. But that experience alone teaches you so much from a department standpoint and how that whole getting this far into the championship and what all the details go into that are about. But when you look at everything from a, a communications and marketing standpoint, which is where I kind of look at things usually, you know, you have so many different campaigns you'll run throughout the year to help hype up ticket sales and this and that. You're not having to do anything. Right now. <laughs> no, they've got the easiest this job is, in the world. The best free marketing you will ever have in your entire life. Because and imagine if it all comes together Monday night. Because for the next year, those highlights will be running on the front of Sports Center and on every other yep. show and on every website, and you'll have the Sports Illustrated commemorative issue that'll come out and the, all that stuff. You cannot put in the numbers with that marketing, uh, what that does for a marketing for a department like this, and to have that success come up in a men's. Yeah, and, 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 and you're right. It is. It's almost like a two year experience. If you if you win the title, you have That's the run, right. you have the moment here in April. But having having kind of gone through that with the Lady Raiders, ninety three, ninety four, you're a rock star program. You're inter- everywhere right. you're going. You're you know on the market, what defending national champion. That's a neat thing to have next to your name. Of course, you have to remind next year's team. Hey, you guys didn't do this. They did it last year. You got to go do. It. But I, just from an overall program standpoint, I can't tell you like you're saying, how big that is and the carryover impact. I think it was Don Williams last night on Twitter. Somebody was talking about how, you know, again, I, I still think marginalizing too much how talented this Tech team is, but talking about, you know, look what Chris Beard has done with some grad transfers and, you know, lightly recruited whatever. And Don's like, yeah, imagine uh, recruiting off an Elite Eight in a uh, national championship, what that might be like for Chris Beard. That's right. And, and think about what you just said, how you're going to have to remind the team next year that they didn't do that. He just had to do that this year. He had to reload an entire lineup and tell them, well, you're not that team that went to the Elite Eight. 
last year. You got to do something different this year and be even better. And they did. And now you're, you're probably going to lose. Well, you're going to lose your seniors, of course. You're going to lose Culver to the NBA. But now you've got a studded uh, first year freshman class coming in next year with a seven footer and the six A state player of the year from Duncanville. So this is where that rollover happens. This is that rollover yep. that we saw with Marsha during the 90s and the early 2000s, where you just reloaded with five-star, four-star athletes every single year. And, I mean, this may be the beginning of a really great thing for men's basketball. Somewhere out there, there is a man, well, it could be a woman, well, it was just there is a person who dropped $1,500 Oh, bet to, on a bet for Texas Tech to win the national championship, it pays three hundred and thirty thousand. I think yesterday it was still on Prop Swap. You could have bought it. He was willing to take fifty seven thousand. Nobody pulled the trigger on it, and that guy right now is probably sitting very happy, going, "Glad I didn't sell it for fifty seven thousand." Because now, because he hit it at in November, yeah, fifteen hundred dollar bet at plus twenty thousand. I'm not surprised that Texas Tech, by the way, is a one-point uh, to one-and-a-half-point underdog. Well, uh, it, uh, it, and I was talking right before you came on. I was surprised yesterday how much public money came in on Tech's side as the day went on and didn't go to the favorite. Uh, that was really kind of interesting. But if you do want to get in on this, uh, I, I'm, I'm not trying to give away uh, free ads for prompt swap. It's just they're one of the only places that does this where you can buy futures. And right. they do have a ticket right now uh, if you want to collect uh, $8,500 uh, for Tech winning the championship at uh, at uh, four five uh, four point five to one, all you need is fifteen fifty. Travis, you can get on to that. I know it. I know it. <laughs> what were we I, thinking I in November you. when we didn't go all in on Texas Tech? I know. Well, I wish I had. You know, I was in Vegas in October, and I wish I had just done it then and thrown a little hundred on there or something just to see what happened. I would have been a really happy camper by Monday. But I mean, but I did tell you. The under was going to hit last night. You did, and I, and I, I I just I was incredibly nervous about that all day long. And you know that the in game under, by the way, ended up. Uh, I wrote this down somewhere last night. The in game total at one point at the half was a one thirteen. Yep. In a half, and Tech had been flipped over to an in game one and a half point favorite. Both of those ended up you know looking pretty tasty. But yeah, I just I kept thinking that that was a bad beat just because if this game was as close as we thought. The free throw factor there at the end, somebody fouling continually over the last minute and a half, I was afraid that was going to drive us over. Turned out there was no reason for Michigan State to foul in the final minute. Right, and, and I think, yeah, and I think again, it's that adjustment period, that first five to seven minutes when those guys are in that element and in that environment. And right. They're playing in the middle of a football stadium and shooting about. I mean, I, there's nerves. There's going to be nerves, no matter how good of a team you are. And both games, there was that in that first seven minutes. I, th- I don't think either team eclipsed 15 points in the first seven minutes of each game. Yeah, slow so, starts all the way around. Exactly. So I think I expected that, especially after the watching the first one and I doubled down on the second one on the under. But it's it's that, you know, you mentioned the end game going down to 113. That's already trickled over into the championship. Both games were at 132, 133 yesterday. And now you're looking at a 117, I think, or 117 and a half. Right. And that now you're you're seeing Vegas go. Oh, okay. This is we're going to have another sixty to fifty game or a sixty-two fifty-seven game, something around there. Yeah. Well, how about the irony? The note last night that that was the lowest scoring game in the Final Four since two thousand, when uh, you know the Bennett led Wisconsin team, the, the the dad of the Virginia coach for the, those scoring at home, played against Tom Izzo. 
So now yep. Tom Izzo uh, has has that little odd connection in history, and then uh, Texas Tech uh, getting it done that way. What what is your uh, ritual? What is uh, I'm not going to say superstition, but what do you have to do tomorrow, uh, Travis, that you did yesterday? I, I I did not wash my t-shirt that I wore last night. Good call. I, I am not uh, getting rid of that, so I will go. Th- I will go to work. I will cook out and do everything like I did yesterday, and then I I have to have uh, my little my little pregame my little pregame prayer, and and I text my dad and and my brother, and I say something to them that we always say to each other, and hopefully we'll get to see another tech win and. Uh, Take, take tech and take the under. <laughs> yeah, you always respect the winning streak. Travis, thanks for right. the perspective. I, I, the, the context in these things is what it's all about to me, and I uh, appreciate your depth of knowledge on that. I appreciate it, Ryan. It's going to be a fun one, man. You got it. We'll see you soon.